me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change and withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Welcome in to DC On Screen, your guide to the DC Universe on film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This, my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This is episode 289. It is our weekly DC TV news episode where we talk DC television news. And, uh, well, let's be honest, we talk about video games too. Yeah, right. So, it's, beware spoilers. It's a TV on your screen kind of thing. Right. If it's been released through official channels, we are going to discuss it. Uh, happy birthday to CC Pounder. She turned 64. If you don't know who she is or knows or you know who she is and don't know why we're talking about her, she did the voice of Amanda Waller on the Justice League. Actually, that makes her one of the key components of one of the best episodes of anything that happened in all of that canon. Mm-hmm. Several, if you ask me. Mm, um, at least two that I can name off the top of my head that are in the like top five out of all of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of feel like we should talk about it, but let's not. We have. We've already talked about exactly those two. And I'm sure we're talking yeah. about the same ones. I'm just damn sure. Yeah. Uh, over to Gotham. They put out a Gotham promo for 312 uh, Ghosts. Uh, what did you think of this thing, man? Uh, lots of Joker laughing. Yeah. That's about how I feel about yeah. it. I saw someone with a headline of like, why is Jim Gordon worried in this new promo? I'm like, what? Because he always looks worried. Yeah. <laughs> He's in a constant state of consternation. <laughs> constant consternation consternation and on top uh, of that you know he he thought that guy was taken care of and he's not and that's got to be really frightening as all fuck because mm-hmm. you know super scary guy stuff and such right? um so yeah cameron monahan released uh a picture of himself on a mortuary table being uncovered by leslie Tompkins. And um, it does look like his face has been uh, mutilated a bit. Yeah, and in a way that doesn't make any sense yet. So I'm kind of curious about that. Mm-hmm. And part of me likes the idea that they're getting face mutilation in there, just as a cute little mm-hmm. uh, Snyder nod. But um, Scott, obviously not Zach. But hopefully not a. Yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna make a similar joke. I was gonna make a joke. Hopefully not Dana. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> In reference to that episode where of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, where where Shake keeps getting all the terrible facelifts and his like face is basically like ripped off and sewn back yeah, on. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, that <laughs> uh, one gets pretty rough. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what to do with the picture itself. It just looked like um, I, I couldn't tell what time frame we're talking about either. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. And I think I mean, that's the. Uh, do I understand it? That's episode uh, three thirteen, and we're coming back with three twelve. I think that's how it works. But that's supposed to be like the second mm-hmm. episode they're airing once the season uh, restarts. Yeah, small like you mean it. Yeah. Um. Because what is it? Mad City Ghosts before that. 
Yeah. And um, by the way, if anyone didn't get the killers in their head when they heard that, good for you. I dude, I totally did. I totally did. I was gonna make a killers joke. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I actually like that song, so no hard feelings here. But um. Oh, it's the killers. I like I like the killers. Right. It's a good album. <laughs> but um. Anyway, yeah. I don't know it, if he's coming back in the first episode and he's on a ta- on a slab in the second episode. My only worry is that we're only going to have an episode with him. I would rather that not be the case. Right. I, uh, well, I felt Jet before, and we had three episodes with him last year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they've uh, they've released a whole bunch of pictures from Smile Like You Mean It, and uh, one of them is uh, Jerome with the facial skin removed. Mm-hmm. One of them, uh, they a few pictures of Barbara, uh, a troubled penguin, Bruce and Alfred, mm-hmm. an annoyed Selena. Mm-hmm. I, you know, eh, it's just a picture whatever. of like parts of the cast. <laughs> it, it, these are people that will definitely be in the episode. <laughs> also, right. we're officially legitimizing that thing Cameron posted. Right. Uh, on over to Lucifer News. Um, the executive producer talks Chloe's miracle birth. She says, if we wanted to put a nice little label on Chloe, I think she is definitely a miracle because she wasn't supposed to be born. We try to make it always about our character's interpretation, about what God's trying to do, instead of stating clearly this is what God was doing. Uh, the way I look at it is, yeah, Lucifer is the prince of darkness, but if he did start off as God's favorite son, is this a chance of redemption for him? Is this God saying, uh, let's see what you do with this son? I like that take. Mm-hmm. She talks about uh, the mom's plan. Is definitely the. <laughs> she says, we will definitely find out how... Uh, mom plans to use Chloe right away, and since we know mom will stop at nothing to get back, get back her family, which includes Lucifer, she's going to use Lucifer's feelings against him. She's going to weaponize those feelings, putting the relationship between Lucifer and Chloe in major jeopardy. Now, the more interesting thing to me, though, is uh, over on TV line, they asked the showrunner, um, whose name I can't even begin to pronounce, if there was a possible... Uh, there was a possibility that Constantine would show up. They said, never say never, but right now we have no plans for him. We might, she did say, we might invite a little character from the comic books, Cain, at some point. Um, which, Cain is the biblical Cain who killed his brother, Abel. In the comics, uh, Abel was taken by Dream, or Sandman, um, <laughs> and Dream turned him into a storyteller and gave him the house of secrets to live in. And um, I think that's really cool mm-hmm. if they're actually bringing Kane. Kane was, uh, you know, uh, made to wander the earth with a mark on his forehead. He was cursed. But if they're bringing in Kane, that means that they might be closer to bringing in the Endless and, you know, that, that uh, well, those characters. And they have said before, the showrunners have said before, that they really would like to uh, bring in the Endless into Lucifer. Yeah, yeah, they've been brought up before. now. I really want to see that, but then again, I know that they're going to screw him up. Of course, so. but, you know, you might get some screen time first. Right. Over to crossover news. Uh, <laughs> Mark Guggenheim and comicbook.com have teamed up, and uh, they they have a one-of-a-kind custom-bound and signed script book collecting the scripts for the episodes of Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, each titled Invasion. It'll be signed by Guggenheim, Wendy Miracle, Aaron and Todd Helbing, Phil Klemmer, Greg Berlani and Andrew Kreisberg. So everybody, pretty much, yeah. So um, it is on eBay. It's currently at three hundred and ninety dollars as of this recording. It ends Friday at eight a.m. So that's not bad for a script of well, three scripts. 
So I would suggest if you really want that to hurry up and check that out. It's a neat little piece, and that's kind of reasonable, and um, it's helping it's helping a guy that might need some help. Right. The um that that guy being uh, Bill Mantlo, uh, the crossover was based on a story by Bill Mantlo and Keith Giffen in the Dominators storyline, and he was Mantlo was injured in a hit and run accident in '92 and has been living in institutionalized care ever since. And they're aware of the auction and uh, have been supportive of it. The money will be going straight to Mantlo and his family, which is really cool. Over to uh, an unscripted line in the crossover. Apparently Iris, that bit where she goes, oh, Oliver Queen is Green Arrow? Oh my god, he just got so much hotter. Which made Um, us all laugh, admit it. Apparently that wasn't uh, actually in the script. She says there was so much more behind that line and that it wasn't in the actual script, even though she cannot take any credit for coming up with it. She didn't say who who got the credit. Yeah, no mention of of who to actually credit, I guess, but good on her for not taking credit where it wasn't deserved. (laughs) She's like, yep, that wasn't mine. Bye. No (laughs) follow-ups. Peace. So if you didn't miss... Uh, didn't miss. If you didn't catch the Invasion crossover, CW is going to be re-airing the Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow crossover event January 9th through January 12th in the 8 p.m. slot. Um, so we can hear people bitching about how Supergirl didn't really do anything in the crossover all over again. All over again. Well, right. stay, stay, star on the Supergirl. Get star on Supergirl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I doubt those people will watch again. And uh, God help you, there's probably a few people that didn't actually catch it the first time that were looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Or people that were still catching up on Netflix, some of these shows, and didn't realize what they were missing out right there. Right. So, Supergirl promo, 209, Supergirl Lives. And we, yeah, we're talking about promos because we, we just don't have any new shows to talk about, so... It's all promo guys. week. Um, yeah. What, what did you think of the Supergirl Lives bit? It looks like a lot of fun. I saw Supergirl bleeding on oh, under a red sun, and that, is, that doesn't sound good now that I think about me saying that. But she looked injured. She sure looks injured. <laughs> I, I, she, I, I saw the red sun, and I heard the, the I'm bleeding thing and thought, oh, please, let's do this. Yeah. I mean, you know, kryptonite's one thing, but red sun? I don't know where they're going with this, but I want to be on board. And it even starts out well with the, like, winds, you know, I'm, I'm scared kind of deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he basically gets a we're all scared soldier yeah and that freaking guardian shield like popping out that was awesome yeah it was i'm on board i want to see it i just do mm-hmm. as soon as humanly possible oh yeah so uh tv line uh michael osiello has confirmed that no plans for Callista flockhart to return to supergirl at this time that's <laughs> they might be able to bring her back in the spring but no actual plans um, speaking of people not showing up, where the hell is Maxwell Lord? Gone. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about that guy. In the breeze, man. Out of there. No idea. Just gone. Uh, so, um, Christberg was talking about Alex and Maggie. He says, the important thing is that we're committed to this relationship and we're committed to seeing it grow, change, blossom, and struggle, but also get stronger, deeper, and more loving as we go forward. I don't think people need to worry that suddenly this relationship is going to go by the wayside. It's going to have its ups and downs, but we're committed to Alex and Maggie. We're as committed to Alex and Maggie as the audience is. I was happy to hear that. 
In other news, Alicity is still not getting back together. <clears throat> no. <laughs> In the realm of we're as committed to this as the audience is. No. <laughs> Uh, no. Yeah, over to the Flash. I shall I shall not condemn Andrew Kreisberg for Mark Guggenheim's sins. Mm-hmm. That being said, I agree with Guggenheim on the Allicity thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. Flash promo, barring problems from the future. This is the only actual promo that gave me chills. Hmm. Like him telling Iris that she's gonna die. Oh, and like Candace Patton, dude, working the acting chops, man. Like. She had the vein popping out of her head and all, like just. How long do I have and all that? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I believed it. I believed her. And there's a lot of um, a lot of good stuff in just the looks on Barry's face when he's putting together plans, when he's he's scheming about like he's he's got an idea, and his idea is like we can change the future if we know what's going to happen. We can change the variables, and there's uh, there are already a lot of people saying he just won't learn. this is like a different take on it. He's not trying to go to the future, not trying to go to the Mm -hmm. past, not trying to do anything that's like outside of the rules of time. He's just trying to put together the pieces in one present tense and, and make a new thing happen, which is Mm -hmm. playing by the rules as far as time is concerned. Sure. (laughs) It's still probably going to be a bullshit idea that backfires on him, but at least it is something different technically. Sure. (laughs) So uh, TV guy was talking to Teddy Sears about a possible return as black flash he says, Zoom has been transformed into Black Flash, who has quite a place in the mythology of the Flash. He's like the Grim Reaper for speedsters. Uh, Kreisberg said that they've, you know, he, they've, he's talked uh, about how they would be interested in having Black Flash return to the series at some point. Um, he also says it would be a lot of fun to drop back into that world. We'll just have to see if the guys on the other end feel the same way. It sounds like they do. But it's funny, this is Teddy Sears, by the way. Now I belong to Fox, so there's lots of people that would have to give a thumbs up, but I really hope so. Um, by Fox, he's talking about 24 Legacy. That but do we really need Teddy Sears? That's happening. No, Black Flash did not look anything like a, uh, a real person anymore. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry Teddy, but mocap. <laughs> mocap less problems, baby. I, I, I think it could probably be done without him, yeah. <laughs> and even if it didn't, you could have the character chasing people in just a couple of... I mean, he could come in for one day and cut mm-hmm. the scene he needed for several episodes. Mm-hmm. And the rest of it's just him racing around, being scary. Pretty much. Uh, Aaron Helbig, co-showrunner over The Flash, was talking to TV Line. He says, uh, obviously Barry loves Iris more than anything, and now that he has gotten a glimpse of the future, the thrust of the back half of the season is Barry trying to do whatever it takes to save her. Uh, he also told fans not to assume anything about Savitar's prophecies uh, as it concerns Iris, saying, the future is malleable, anything can happen. Yeah. Uh, over to Arrow, Guggenheim talks John Jr. and the connection to Connor Hawk in 2046. And whether or not they're the same person, he says we go back and forth on that. That was certainly a notion of ours. It's hard for me to honestly answer the question without committing to a version of time travel. Because in order for that to be the case, then Flashpoint would have had to have happened. You start to get into the very, very complicated time travel rules that, quite frankly, I as a writer don't have an appetite to answer. Unless we tell a story one day that deals with John Jr. And even then, I don't know if we would directly address that that issue head on. Anyone who watches Legends knows... Yeah, we do. That by design, we don't spend a lot of time discussing temporal mechanics. Mm-hmm. But could you? Some people mm-hmm. like that, and it annoys the hell out of the other people. Yeah, it annoys the hell out of me, buddy. Um, 
I'd rather you actually have a set version of time travel than just, as you put it, whistling past the graveyard. I, I kind of have like this, um, it's definitely not ambivalence, but I'm I'm almost like waiting in a pounced position for them to finally give me some of the mechanics. It's like I'm, it's like I'm they're just not going to. No, they will. They'll have to. They'll write themselves into a corner at some point and have to do it. As long as they're <laughs> on the air, they will actually have to do this. Right. But I and I, I know that. Like I have faith in that idea. So I'm just kind of waiting, not patiently, but just definitely waiting for the moment when they finally write themselves into a corner and have to tell me how tra- time travel works, and I can go ah ha ha ha. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you're just watching them sitting there whistling and whittling waiting for them to accidentally pick up their penis instead of the stick yep yep that's right i said it yep um <laughs> i'm a uh, penis watcher that's what you tell that, i mean you no, tell the truth no, tell it as you do no that's weird i'm just <laughs> waiting on him to stop a whittling <laughs> so recently in an interview wendy miracle was talking about uh flashpoint and season six crossover and diggle and flashbacks and they asked whether flashpoint would be affecting arrow more in the second half or whether we've already seen the effects wendy miracle said flash has been sorry flash has reset reality on another show i think for us as storytellers on arrow where we try to stay more grounded and not try to veer too much into that territory i think i can't say that it's over but i will say that anything we would do in the future we would try to keep as grounded and contained as we have this season with respect to dot 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 especially with dig and his son whatever um basically we're gonna try to not do any more flashpoint pretty much is what it sounds like um she was asked about whether guggenheim is pressing for a season six MacGuffin. she said we have some ideas we actually sort of do believe it or not have a concept for what we do what we want to do for next year's crossover it's crazy you tell but oh wait you won't yeah. Uh, then they were asked about. She was asked about flashbacks and possible non-Russian locations for the re- the rest of season five. She says we're definitely we're having so much fun in Russia. It's been one of my favorite seasons of flashbacks. Being in the Bratva is something we've long waited wanted to tell, and I think it's very compelling and different. We're not on the island. That said, we know we're going to sync up with the pilot at some point, so I can definitely tell you we'll be back on the island. Can't say for how long. But we will definitely be back there at some point. Regar- regarding other flashbacks, yeah, on the island and maybe a few other places. But I can't tell you where or when. They may or may not be four years ago. They might be a bit more recent than that. Yeah. So that she she's hinting that basically there might be other locations that are basically flashbacks within flashbacks. Or further flashbacks, maybe. which is fine. But... You know, she, she's confirming what we knew had to be the case. You're going to end up on, on that island at some point. We're just going to find you there. Mm-hmm. Like, Arrow has got to be there. And I, I did like that she kind of, she backed off a little bit and said, um, how, how'd she put it? Uh, something about, like, we don't know exactly when, but he will be on the island. Meaning mm-hmm. it could be long? the last 10 minutes of the last episode this season, or it could be the last four episodes where he's on the island. Mm-hmm. She's going to leave all that open. Well played, Wendy. Well played. So, uh, the Legends of Tomorrow promo, 209, Raiders of the Lost Art. What do you think? That looks about par. <laughs> That's funny. I watched it and went, meh, par for course. Right. I, I, it, I audibly said it. I. It, oh, it, it all it seems like it's all the same beats, you know? I, and I don't say that with any, mm-hmm. any disdain. I'm, I'm expecting to enjoy this episode, but the boys come up with this Legion of Doom thing. Uh, <laughs> Sarah thinks it's ridiculous. Uh, that all seems... Yeah, mm-hmm. that all seems absolutely right. 
Mm-hmm. It do. Um, so moving on to games, we talked about this a little bit, um, uh, last year, <clears throat> there was a bunch of, uh, there was actually a bunch of footage from a canceled flash video game that, uh, came out last year. And just recently there's a, a great video from unseen 64 on YouTube detailing, uh, what happened, what went down with footage. Uh, in summary though, brash and bottle rocket teamed up in 2007 to create an open-world video game for Xbox 360, PS3, and Wii that would have featured The Flash. It was to be based in Central City and Keystone City, and would have featured a ton of familiar names. Uh, They did concept art for some Cadmus tech and henchmen uh, called Speed Demons, Captain Cold, Tar Pit, the Trickster, Gorilla God, Abracadabra, Murmur, Captain Boomerang, Pied Piper, The Top, Mirror Master, Professor Zoom, and Weather Wizard were all going to be bad guys. It was all underway. Everybody. Each of the rogues would have had their own mission with their own overall story. Marv Wolfman, uh, known for uh, Teen Titans, known for Crisis on Infinite Earths, he was involved. Uh, but the developers were in, pl- in charge of the plotting. Uh, Brash was doing it to where Wally, it was going to be the Wally West version and it was going to be covering the Flash set in the first year of his superhero career, which was is weird to me because he's kid, he was Kid Flash. I first, know, I know, but... but- Roll with it, man. <laughs> but it would uh, it would you, follow Wally as he came to grips with his abilities. The player and Wally would be able to learn about new techniques and abilities as the story progressed. The Flash would be able to gain speed by running unimpeded and pulling off stunts, basically like Tony Hawk games, right. um, eventually giving him the ability to run up buildings and access parts of the map that couldn't otherwise be accessed. Fight mechanics would include speed ghosts, tornadoes, and even the infinite mass punch. The game would have included a hero rating that would gauge how many side missions were completed. If the rating got high enough, Central City would eventually start erecting Flash statues and even open the Flash Museum, which would acquire more memorabilia as the game went on. A low hero rating would have resulted in increased crime in the streets and even audible boos from the Central City denizens. If you actually slowed down long enough to hear. Yeah. The narrative was meant to slowly unfold during the first half of the gameplay, but really ramp up once it's revealed that the character who's been feeding Wally information so far is really Professor Zoom, um, who was masquerading as Hunter Zolomon, and had been plotting with Gorilla Grodd. And the finale would have been Wally confronting Grodd and his Gorilla army before traveling to the Speed Force to confront Zoom. Awesome. Game would have also included an online multiplayer race mode with Kid Flash, Agent Christina from the Blue Trinity Group, Cadmus Speed Demons, Barry Allen, Jay Garrick, John Fox, Max Mercury, The Rival, Impulse, Kid Flash, Jesse Quick, Johnny Quick, Excess, uh, Black Flash, and Professor Zoom, and Superman. Just Jesus. But uh, Bottle Rocket had the game in production for over a year under the title The Flash, The Fastest Man Alive. It was on schedule for a 2009 release, with much of the cityscape built and models for major characters underway. No casting had taken place, but the developers said they wanted Ryan Reynolds to play Wally. Uh, Unfortunately, Brash, who had uh, subbed it out to Bottle Rocket, made a ton of mistakes. Bottle Rocket just stopped getting paychecks. Just, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and you know that's going to be like, he, well, I'm sure it's a mistake. And then a couple times later, mm-hmm. oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So Brash folded. Bottle Rocket moved on to another game. And then that didn't fare well. And they folded, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Looked like a really cool game. Hey, if All right. If you're one of those people who would rather be ignorant 
if if something was going to be like a huge win in your life and you just would rather not know that that was going to be a huge win, don't watch this mm. video. But if you can handle the disappointment of what you lost, this is a really <laughs> cool video of a game that that really should have been. Mm-hmm. It looked awesome. like a lot of fun, right. man. I mean, it, there's wonderful, wonderful, like really well loved footage of of Wally running. Uh, the, even the the normal fight mechanic, just the normal ones, not even the the power it moves, look pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It just looked like they poured their heart into this, and then it just went nowhere. Yeah, concept art for every one of those people that was mentioned. I mean, they've they've got video of the game, like lots of video of the game. Yeah. Like enough that I think there's a semi-playable version for the people that developed it somewhere that they probably keep mm-hmm. around and, you know. Oh, yeah, they said dev- the the only surviving members, or, sorry, members, the only surviving nice. bits of the game are, like, st- stuff that the developers took. Right. So, uh, speaking of gameplay, Supergirl Injustice 2 gameplay was released. IGN released a quick look at the Supergirl uh, moveset in the upcoming game. Uh, it's going to incorporate speed, heat vision, ice breath, and more. Uh, her power move is going to be called the Asteroid Shower, and she flies you to the freaking sun and hurls you back at Earth, then uses her heat vision to blast you into an asteroid on your way back, which creates a shower of asteroids that pelt you once you finally hit the ground again. It looks awesome. It does look awesome. She mean, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, there is going to be no pro patch for Arkham Knight on PS4 Pro. Sorry, guys. Rocksteady's uh, creative director Sefton Hill said, "Unfortunately, we are not we are not planning a patch for PS4 at this time. I know that's not what you want to hear, but better to be honest. We did release a patch for Arkham VR to support the Pro, which is a nice piece of tech." And talking about the game in its original format, he says, I was definitely satisfied. That's not to say I think it's perfect, as obviously it's not. But I think we achieved what we set out to do. I appreciate not everyone wanted as much Batmobile, for example, but we felt it was important to keep pushing ourselves. I never want us to be in the comfort zone, as that's the death of creativity. I'd much rather we spent we went for what we believe in, as I think that's the way to make something special that resonates with people. Occasionally, you're going to do things which not everyone loves, but that's much better than boring mediocrity. Yeah. Comes from a good place, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, there are rumors, and people are getting pissed off about these rumors. But they're just rumors, so calm the hell down. But uh, there, a Redditor said that they were breaking their uh, non-disclosure agreement and talking about the new Batman game that's going to be led by Damian Wayne. Um, they're saying that it's going to be set a little over a decade after Arkham Knight. Bruce is going to be acting like he does in Batman Beyond and have streaks of gray in his hair. Um, Two Face is going to be in it, but is the executioner and is going to be running around carrying out justice. Um, I guess that's going to be like the judge. Yeah. Um, lots of similarities between his mentality and Red Hood. Black Mask is a female. Uh, very different in this game. Apparently, it's a lineage. Be- yeah, like a title to protect whoever's in charge. It stated that the his gang went through many leadership changes over that decade, uh, with each being killed. The most recent person taking the position is a woman. Uh, the poster also mentioned that Damian Wayne would be a mix of various characters' traits from the Bat universe and talked about the suit he'd be wearing in the game. It says, uh, combine Terry, Damian, Terry and Damian from the comics, Terry McGinnis from Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. uh, Damian from the comics, Robin and Nightwing from the games, and Bruce from the, from the games. Think Beyond suit mixed with Hellfire mixed with Batman's suit from Arkham Knight. It's armored with a great, with a big red bat logo. Batman's eyes are red instead of white. The cape is metallic. 
Um, is Batman Spawn also, now? Yeah. Uh, poster mentioned that the game would work as a direct sequel to Arkham Knight, the final game in the series by Rocksteady, but also as a soft reboot for the series. I, you know, if they're going to do this, I would rather them just do Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. To be perfectly honest, like I, I either want to see a Batman uh, or a Damian Wayne game with him as like Robin, like just let's set it before Arkham Knight and actually grow his character into uh, like a, maybe a sequel game where he's Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, or have a game where like Tim Drake is Batman and Damian is still Robin or, you know, something. Well, they did stuff like, with Tim Drake though. in in the Arkham Knight games, he's kind of already, yeah, he's an established Robin, but you may not want to take over the title. Like you could slip Damian Wayne in as, as somebody that just, he wasn't mentioned, but he can show up and take over the mantle or the, the thing mm-hmm. I like about having Terry McGinnis being separated is that it's such a cool story they do, mm-hmm. and I, I almost like it being isolated. I can see that. I would I would rather see Beyond than this, though. <laughs> yeah, if they were just going to do a Batman Beyond, you know, Arkham Beyond, I guess, or something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, but um, if they're going to do a Damian Wayne, that's fine too. And and if you're going to do it, do it right. Still from the other parts that worked. Still from Batman Beyond where it worked. Mm-hmm. You mean all of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it did, you know. It worked a lot. So, yeah, just change the suit so no one notices and, and you know, redo it. Mm-hmm. You know, make it to where, like, when the light glimmers on it, you can see some kind of technical aspects of it. But I love that suit, so don't change it too much, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're going to do whatever the weird hell they want to do. The ever the weird hell, yes. So, uh, Adam West has been doing some artwork, uh, Batman-inspired artwork, <laughs> called Criminals on Canvas. He's got a, a Batman dog, a bat dog, whatever you want to call it, uh, a Riddler, the Penguin, and a uh, sort of a reimagined modern-day Mad Hatter. And uh, he, he told the Idaho Mountain Press, I decided to kind of do an homage to the show and all the wonderful stars and characters we had. My art, like my acting, is a profound expression of poetic license. That's well put. Batman was a colorful and wild ride. My paintings capture the humor, zaniness, and depth of the Batman villains, as well as the Freudian motivations of Batman as an all-too-human, venerable, and funny vigilante hero, superhero. I mean, this is some weird-looking stuff, man. It's not my cup, honestly. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a... I mean, art is art, but it's a bat, it's a bat dog. It's, a, it's, a, it's an actual penguin. <laughs> it... It's, it's some rough looking I stuff, I do man. not know the right terms to describe um, like what kind of motivations or uh, foundations that this might have. But in some in some ways, it looks like someone took a, a normal version of, of say, Bat-Dog, mm-hmm. as he labeled mm-hmm. it, and, um, mm-hmm. and, and like kind of melted that sculpture and then made like a 2D mm-hmm. print of it and then like dropped some water on it and then and then made a print of the, the waterlogged like canvas. Right. It's just a little weird. It's like dream sequence versions of it. But uh, it is available to view on the Gilman Contemporary website, and you can go and check that out. And, I don't know, write into the show and tell us we're dicks or something. That it was... If um, you dig it. Amazing, groundbreaking... I don't know. I, I can't be wrong about this. It's art. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, it was going for thousands of dollars. And yeah, and I'm sure they sold. Sure. I couldn't actually find... I couldn't actually find anything as of the recording that said whether what, how much it went for or, or what whether went or, yeah. yeah, but, hmm. but that's all uh, that's all I've got for the DC TV news. Isn't isn't that exciting? Isn't it? That sounds accurate. 
You want to do a little bonus segment? What did you get for Christmas, man? <laughs> oh, so little. <laughs> just, just so little. Uh, the highlights so far are a um, Action Comics number. What is it? Four nineteen. Action Plus with the uh-huh. Human Target. Uh, Ooh. Like jigsaw puzzle that um, me and the wife are about to put <laughs> together as soon as, I'm done, as soon as I'm done putting this thing up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, you guys stew in jealousy over that. I'm actually looking forward to that. I haven't done a jigsaw puzzle in like 15 years. Um, yeah. Maybe the spiritual highlight was like, I bought a Flash t-shirt just on a whim. I was out. They had them on mm-hmm. sale because it was Christmas. I was like, I've been wanting that shirt. Screw it. I'm going to grab it. Mm-hmm. And um, came home and checked the mailbox and like Roland Smoker had sent us these, these awesome fucking caps. Um, he sent yeah. like he sent me a Flash and you a Batman. I was like, I got a Flash hat when I got the Flash shirt. This is amazing. That's... Can I pick that up on Wednesday, by the way? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you to Roland Smoker for that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel bad because he did say, like, don't feel obligated to say anything about it on the show. And you know, it just kind of came up naturally. I wasn't going to mention it, but <laughs> eh. I also didn't get a lot for Christmas. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the lot of it. Yeah. I mean, you had a badass Superman stocking. Oh, I shit. I forgot about the stocking. Yeah. Yeah. The stocking was amazing. It has a cape. The stocking has a goddamn cape. <laughs> we put it up on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Jason sent me a picture of it and said, you will believe a stocking can fly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. I was very happy with that stocking. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've i been getting the, uh, I've been finishing up some collections. Um, I actually, I had an Amazon wish list. And uh, as far as DC stuff goes, like I finally, after, you know, However many damn years it's been since 1989, 1990, I finally got a Sky Escape Joker <laughs> <laughs> from like the 90s. They, they it was like the body of the uh, when the, the initial Batman line they put out in '89. It's the same body of the Joker, but they didn't have a Nicholson head. They put like a Nicholson head on it and gave him the really long gun. No, and it's got like a little helicopter that fits on his back. But it's a repaint of the body with a different head and. Uh, wonderful i i've been wanting that since i was a little kid like seven or eight you know um <laughs> that was reaching deep yeah and uh i got this uh to the bat cave batman 1966 uh action figure set it was like interchangeable head with the adam west head bunch of weapons and uh they've got the little canisters for like shark repellent and whatnot and it's got the little uh, the better have shark repellent that has it. Ha- the Bat computer has shelves in the back where you can keep all this stuff, dude. It has the Shakespeare sculpt, like the Shakespeare bust. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, I'm actively just looking around. Oh, I got the NECA uh, seven inch Michael Keaton Batman figure. Oh Jesus. Yeah, I'll probably put up some pictures of this stuff. I got a lot, of, a bunch of the little Star Trek figures, Playmates figures. Got a fairly big family. Yeah, so I mean it's <laughs> after Christmas. Going off my Amazon list. It's a it's a whole new era of uh, <laughs> DC loot. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I shouldn't even forget. Uh, Among some other pretty freaking awesome stuff you got me, I got like this nice little DC universe by Neil Gaiman. Mm. Um, from uh, from one David Robertson and um, hiya folks. And I <laughs> I I damn near forgotten. Um, because it's been a few weeks and it didn't it, it mm. just didn't feel Christmas anymore. But um, Christopher White got me this. Uh, he calls it the Hope Stone, which I actually really appreciated once I saw it. <laughs> it's this wonderful Absolutely. little like. It's like this. This. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's like a, a rockish thing with like the the giant Superman crest in the middle. He. Uh, mm-hmm. I. I laughed when I saw it later because um, he had said like I got you something that's it's going to be the Hope Stone. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then he, he actually showed it to me. Oh, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's uh, Christopher White. He's a good egg. He's a good one. It's already hanging in prominence on my wall here. <laughs> yep. I feel like I'm. I feel like I maybe got more things, but you know, the holidays came and went so fast. Also, I was sick as all hell. So you were. Yay! Food poisoning. I'm sorry, man. Ooh. Yeah, like we we actually did. We hung out. We I came I came up and we hung out and we did our Justice League action recording mm-hmm. that uh, that you can find on DCOnScreen.com. Wink. Mm-hmm. And um, then we went to a, a Mexican joint that we ate at all the time when we lived together. It's always done right by me. Always done right by me too, and as far as I'm concerned, still has. Um, I didn't get sick, but Jason got sick. It was bad, and it was it had it had to be the beef because I had the chicken, I know. and you had some chicken, but you also had beef. These things are hard to hard to tell. It really is. You always think it's going to be the chicken. Could have been one chip. Honestly, you never know with these things. <laughs> I always assume it's going to be whatever the meat was. Yeah, that's fair. But um, mm-hmm. oh, it was a bad few days. Like the holidays have been a blur for me. I've been on medication. Yeah, it sucks, man. I'm sorry. Ooh. <laughs> Fun times. Anyway. But yeah. Uh did well by uh by DC standards. Also got the uh the Flash season one on Blu ray for my little sister. Oh nice. Some of the special features are probably worth it. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um guys, let us know what you got for Christmas, D C related. Or or whatever, you know. if you want to show us other stuff. Nah, that's just fine. come bullshit with us, I don't care. Yeah. Over on Twitter or Facebook, either one, D C on screen. Uh we're gonna probably add some pictures of, of the stuff we got to uh our D C loot folder. And uh we'll add yours as well if you if you ask us to, or if you just send it to us, we'll add it. But um yeah. Oh, the thing I was I maybe the most proud of uh, out of all of Christmas had nothing uh-huh. to do with me. My um, two youngest nephews showed up at um, Christmas over at my parents' house mm-hmm. with matching Superman shirts. That's awesome. But both of the shirts had like attachable capes, so they showed up like with capes on and a <laughs> Superman crest. And, like came running in. They both had like red. They put their red shoes on too. Like, this awesome. is fantastic. Good work, guys. <laughs> my nephew is two and a half. He hasn't like he's he's aware of Batman and he can kind of say it, but he's way more into trucks. Mm. So everything was trucks. Yeah. Like dinosaurs and trucks. Like so, you know, he had like a dinosaur in one hand and a truck in the other, and most of what he was saying was either vroom vroom or rawr. Yeah, nothing <laughs> wrong with that at two and a half. Right. And the niece, you know, newborn, so like not even not even a month old, so all you could do is kind of draw on her. Right. She just sort of slept and ate right the entire time but yeah we we had good times that was a proud moment i had though that's great oh one of them even got I a saw, uh, like, one of them got a superman watch which i almost envied in a way mm-hmm. cheap little thing but <laughs> some part of me really wanted it <laughs> and something i genuinely envied it was like a it was a batman flashlight that if you if you clicked mm-hmm. it once it was a regular led flashlight if you clicked it again it had like a bat signal on it you just shine wherever that's dope it was sad i was like he showed it to me i was like i want your toy <laughs> it belongs with me <laughs> oh you know importantly i thought about this you were talking about uh i don't even remember if this is the show or not but i remember at one point you were talking about your mom asking you for advice about like watching the flash with the kids mm-hmm. you've got justice league action you can tell them about now oh that is nice i didn't even considered it yeah they'd probably dig that yeah they would good call thank Comes you on, like saturday nights i even thought about yeah. it yeah and you guys need to remember too, Justice League action. I've checked my <laughs> listings. I don't think it's properly uh, started yet. When do we have word? Did you already? No, I thought it had. I, I don't know. I can't. I'll have to check. I think it's getting one of those. I don't know. My listings are giving it kind of a kind of a weird start. Like it, I definitely have 
a recording, but it's like part one of Shazam. Mm-hmm. We'll find out more. <laughs> okay. I think that's going to call it. I'm going to call uh, That's going to call it. I'm going to call it. I don't know who this that is. We should but call that. Just know me. Guys, thank you so much for listening to DC On Screen. And girls, too. I don't mean to exclude you. I, I have issues with... Pronouns? Pronouns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but thank you so much for listening to DC On Screen. We're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. GiantSizeTeamUp.com. Come speak with us on Twitter. Speak with us on Facebook. We're on the Instagram as well. And Google+, Plus, though we rarely check it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I forget it exists until you're joking about it. I do too. I, I'm like, oh yeah, let me go see if that one guy trolled us again this week. Oh yeah, he he said like three mean things on the things we posted. Um, <laughs> and it's not even about us. It's just like I hate this DCEU. Stop talking to us about it. Then, um, <laughs> anyway, we love you. We want you to come be a part of all the things and the social medias with us and reach out to us like others have. Like the Ubaldos who sent us great pictures of a small child in a Batman costume holding a Batman that Jason drew. It was fantastic. That was the highlight fantastic. of my week and many more weeks. I had family members asking me about that. Like, did you draw that? And I was like, no, that was Jason. So there you that's, go. That's a huge win for me. Yeah. Feather in your cap. Yeah. If I do so. Oh, shut up. You can say I it. Just know. I already did it. Boastfully say so myself. I already did it. You're fine. Um, <laughs> That doesn't mean I should agree with you. I feel dirty now. <laughs> it's done, Dave. It's done. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, Giant Sus Team Up Network, GiantSusTeamUp.com, uh, Batman Podcast Network. We're all the places. If you want to do the our, be a part of our giveaway where you get a trade paperback, Blu-ray or DVD valued at $15 or less, give us a five-star written review on iTunes or Stitcher and you will be entered into the contest 1 in 10 win random number generator the whole nine Mm -hmm. and we will send you something you've asked for from Amazon $15 or less Um, anyway that's about it that'll do it Uh, until next week keep some DC on your screen around you that car you're driving that house your family lives in making your daughter laugh inspiring her to dream you did that teaching your son to drive teaching him he can be anything all you and your dreams for tomorrow you'll do that too legacies don't just happen they are made by you the important word being you american family insurance protecting your dreams as you achieve them insure carefully dream fearlessly products not available in every state american family mutual insurance company si and its operating companies american family life insurance company 6000 american parkway madison wisconsin better banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99 percent apr rate on a home equity line of credit from first commonwealth bank to turn your bathroom into your wow i love this bathroom bathroom 0.99 percent introductory apr for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on wall street journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99 percent and a maximum rate of 18 percent offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC.